The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. G'day, everybody, and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today's guest is basically over in the cold in the UK. It's uh, Crypto Rich. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show, mate. Yes, Craig, thank you so much for inviting me. And it is cold here, and I'd much rather be somewhere warm and hot. Look, it's a wonderful part of the world over there. I did spend quite a bit of time in London, which uh, all the viewers and listeners of this show will know. But look, I wanted to speak to you. Recently, I was on your show, and I really enjoyed the conversation that we had. It was really easy flowing and and, and quite enjoyable. Obviously, you've interviewed a bunch of people, and uh, I just wanted to get a bit of your experience across um, not just this market, but also what you did in the past. So if you wouldn't mind just giving us a wee bit of an intro as to what you were doing and what you're doing now. Okay. Well, um, I suppose I've had three three careers other than this. One is I've mostly I've worked as a child protection social worker, in mostly in London, uh, which I really, really enjoyed except for the bureaucracy. The other uh, career that I have that I'm still like doing part-time but also on an unpaid basis is uh, training people in uh, personal development, communication skills, performance, productivity, that sort of stuff. been doing that for quite a few years. Yep. And, and, and then also in between, I've done a little bit of telesales and sales work. Yep. Mostly now I, I work from home. The uh, running my job. Yeah. And when, yeah. when did you get into crypto though? Like what, what, when, how, what year was that? So I first bought Bitcoin early in 2013 when it, oh. I think my first Bitcoin was about $15. And the mistake I made was I didn't buy it when it was $9 and I didn't buy enough. But I, I didn't know that. I, I, I'd done this uh, course about money, not about how to invest and where to invest and what equities are and what re- real estate is, not that. What's hidden from my view? How come I manage my money the way that I do and yet my wife does it that way. What can I not see about me and money? And one of the things I realized, I didn't know the first thing about money. I didn't know where it came from, how it got invented. So out of that course, I took on a project to learn about money. So I came across, so I'm a child protection social worker, and I'm talking to my cousins who are bankers, and I'm finding about reading books and stuff about fractional reserve banking and gold, silver. And I came across this thing called Bitcoin. And I had a look at it, didn't quite understand it. And I said to my wife, looked at it, and we thought, okay, Let's throw some money at it. And we did. And then late in 2016, about October, November, I looked at it again. And I was like, oh. Wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and did you stick with it or did you sell at that point? I mean. I diversified. So I bought, with that, I bought some Ethereum. I think I bought Ethereum when it was $3 or something, some Litecoin, some I bought Dash when it was $14 and Monero. And then I started studying them more and more and more. And then April 2017, I started my channel. Wow. uh, That's a, um, and I mean, look, so you got in before those um, ridiculous ramps that were, was it two, I know know it was early, but 2017, there was a May, May, June, big move. And then of course we saw the rest of that year uh, sort of kick off and, and, and go go truly wild and i mean at the time when we were sort of up around those peaks was that a life-changing amount of money or had you just started really small no i it was it was a life-changing amount of money i mean this time last year we just come back from a, a hot five-week holiday in new zealand and australia <laughs> i've always wanted to, and singapore yeah. my wife and both my children and stuff so yeah 
Wow. So, you, so that, that, that brings me to a point that I think is very, very important that I think a lot of people missed out on was that you actually did take some out and you, yeah. you, you, know, you, you went and took yourself on an experience rather than you know, material things like buying yourself a nice car or something. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you actually did rather than go, it's going to go up forever. I'm going to be a gazillionaire. You went, right, this is what it is. I've got a goal. I want to take my family. Boom. Money out. Let's go and do that. Yeah, I did both. Craig. Yep. I didn't buy a car. I bought. I bought a Lambo bicycle. <laughs> I bought a really, really expensive bicycle. I've wanted for twenty odd years, right? A recumbent. Yep. But I actually did think, oh my god, it's going to go up forever. I don't understand my market cycles or anything. I've learned so much during the bear market. So mm. much. Yeah. Because you know, my 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 background's not in finance. It's not in trading. I mean, if if anything, though, I think the best thing about this chat is that you are somebody who is going through and very close to the uh, to the coalface, uh, as to many of the listeners. Um, a lot of people didn't know much about investing or you know money. Or I mean, your your story is brilliant in the sense that you wanted to learn about money. It was a pretty simple thing. You you wanted to learn about money and the way your relationship with it and others' relationships with it, so that you could develop your own, maybe more positive relationship with it. I would suspect it was probably the outcome of the journey or the, the thought. Oh yeah. Journey. Yeah. 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 And, and you you got into crypto and it went berserk uh, and now it's pulled back and there are a lot of lessons. And the best thing about it is that this is a wonderful time for people to really learn a lot because, you know, my first foray into stocks and shares, I was 16 years old. My shares I bought for eight cents and I went to 88 cents in the space of, I think it was two, two or three months. So crypto like, returns you know like really big returns and then the company went bankrupt and i didn't mm. sell a dime so i got to have the euphoria the euphoric run up 16 years old starting around like you know full peacocking thinking i was the man uh, having a bunch of money in the account because i put in i think three thousand dollars and it went to i mean 30 or 25 or 28 or whatever it was it was significant especially as a 16 year old right and then bankrupt so i had the full spectrum of emotion in that period and that's what taught me you know my dad was the one who I was learning it with, he, he dusted quite a bit of money. Uh, and so did some of our friends. Like they dusted a quarter of a million dollars back then. It was, it was, it was a lot. So um, I was able to see all these different emotions coming out, myself and other people. And that's what really started my you know, interest in, wow, you can make a lot, but you can lose a lot. What's the middle ground? And a lot of people right now are having that, having that conversation. I think it was really, like I said, really positive, at least that you got to have your holiday and got to buy your bike. Now, of course, there might be quite some waiting until we see those levels achieved once again. But you, if nothing else, got an education, continue to have an education, but you also rewarded yourself. I think that is absolutely critical. So you also, did you sell out a lot more and go to cash or have you... Did you just take the holiday, leave the rest in? I mean, what, where did you go to from no, there? No, I've kept most of it in because I don't, I don't understand, like I, I don't trust myself. I don't have confidence in my ability to trade up and down and stuff, right? I honestly thought, oh, it's going to keep going up forever, keep going up forever, right? And and then, okay, when it's when Bitcoin's $100,000 a coin, then we might cash out something and stuff, yep. but hold on, hold on. So my portfolio has, has shrunk considerably in fear value. And now I, okay, I'm just hodling and I'm looking for ways how I can get more fiat to get more Bitcoin because I don't think it's going anywhere. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, you're still well above the prices where you got in. <laughs> One of the uh, early birds, very early on, I mean, when you say Bit, your first Bitcoin is $15, Ethereum 3, Dash at 17. I mean, Dash has probably had the biggest pullback out of all of them. 
being mm. what's it that was it about 75 now is it 40 what's i don't, know. I don't have any dash anymore it, I don't know. it might be 150 or something and litecoin is around 40 odd right now or hovering around that sort of area as is um monero just down sitting on some support i think support at 43 at the moment but um still significantly higher than it was a couple of years ago and there's a couple of things that i've noticed is the volume and volatility oh, sorry the, yeah the volume and volatility the, the trade volumes have diminished significantly since our big run through december january even february may march so february march you know that sort of period where there was a lot of trading still going on but you compare that what it is today that you know five or six billion a day to what it was when you first got in and mm. Yeah, it's pulled back a, an enormous amount, an enormous amount. But the volume's still there. There is so much more interest in this space oh, right yeah. now than what oh. there was back in the early days. Well, I noticed, like, when I first bought Bitcoin, it was from a guy in the pub. Because huh. I, I didn't, there wasn't the, I didn't, well, one is I didn't know where to go to find how to, you know, there wasn't the stuff on YouTube and Google that there is now. Yeah. I went to localbitcoins.com. Yep. I looked through the references and stuff, and I wanted to meet, I wanted to talk to somebody to show me how to set up a wallet and what it all is and stuff. So I met this guy in the pub. We did a cash exchange. He sent, set me up with a wallet and everything. I had my computer, and it all worked out. And then I met him a few times, a few times. But in those days, buying Bitcoin was so difficult. Yeah. Storing, it was, storing it was difficult. Mm. And then I looked, about a couple of months ago, I looked at hardware wallets. In 2017, early to middle of 2017, there were three hardware wallets, mm. or maybe four, right? But three companies, Ledger, Trezor, KeepKey. Yep. And, and now there's, when I, when I look two months ago, there's 17. Yeah. There's, there's easy ways to cash out of, of Bitcoin in the UK, you know, at least two or three reliable, reputable exchanges. That yep. wasn't the case before. So the, the infrastructure has grown so much. So I think when the market does turn, Fingers crossed it'll turn quicker and way more powerfully. Yeah, and I tell you, you, you did quite well to um, avoid. Did, did you lose anything in Mt. Gox or that wasn't the platform you were using? I didn't, didn't use it. Didn't oh, use well, it. that's very handy because I know a lot of people that at the time, they, they weren't too bothered because they were like, eh, you know, well, it's a bummer. They didn't know about what Bitcoin was worth anyway. And then usually they come back to it like in 2017 and go, well, i got Bitcoin somewhere. Oh, jeez. Mm. It's in Mount Gox. Oh, bummer. The claim period's over. Okay. Well, there goes that, uh, which yep. is unfortunate. I, I had a friend that bought in 2010 at like around that 10 cents or whatever it was. 2010, it might have been nine. I can't remember exactly, but he had about 6,000 Bitcoin. Um, wow. All in Mount Gox, all gone. At the height of the boom, it was over $100 million worth of Bitcoin. He, uh, he could have been basically doing what he, he could have been doing whatever he wanted to, but, uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't meant to be and it, it wasn't that was just pure luck and i you know i'm so happy that some people did purely luck into uh, extraordinary wealth i think it's fantastic I, I just hope it hasn't changed them and you know often uh, you see a lot of winners it can ruin their entire life so you know eh, there's pros and cons to everything mind you i'd like to have the issue of having a hundred million dollars because i got lucky trust me <laughs> i have the money to get the education to make sure that i was you know, <laughs> I'd, I'd take the time. I'd take the time for education. Yeah. So, hey, look, what, what do you think is your biggest lesson coming through this bear market thus far? I think the the mistake that I made or what I would do the next time the bear market comes, right, is I would sell some at the top. I mean, I, I don't know when he's going to be exactly at the top, right? But, you know, when it was close to, say, when it was 18,000. Yep. 
if I'd have sold one Bitcoin and that one and then bought back in when it's three and a half, three thousand, yeah. that, that one Bitcoin is now six thousand is six yep. Bitcoin. Yep. So not all of it and stuff, because you know, I have to deal with my fear and my anxiety and stuff, but but I think it would be something like that. Yeah, that's, that would that that, would that's be that's what I've been sort of um trying to my, that's my message you know it's it's not all about trading in terms of being like me in and out in and out that sort of thing but having the skills to know what to look for it's such an important thing you can use it in your investing you can use it when you're trading you can, there's so many options available so um yeah i think that's really really important a fantastic lesson and look rich where can people find out more information about you get your channels across your socials tell us where we can find out more Right. Well, the other thing that I deal with is is how, in terms of social media, how I think relative to many other YouTubers in the space, including yourself, I'm a complete luddite, right? So, and and I'm lazy. I'm lazy, and I don't want to do this full time. And I do far too much of it anyway because my kids are home educated, and, and I've, I've taken on a, a part time non crypto job during this bear market, right? But what I do is I'm on Twitter. Yep. I am on LinkedIn. But and let me start updating that a bit more. But really, my YouTube channel, and it's that's, just crypto rich, crypto rich, crypto rich, beautiful uh, YouTube. And I post videos virtually every single day. Occasionally, I don't in the middle of the week. But and sometimes I post more. And actually, something else I want to say that I really, really do enjoy, Craig, which is, I think, something I suppose my strength or whatever is the. Some of the relationships that I've developed, I like developing long-term relationships with yeah. people, and I have them like Kay Kamani and Amir Ness, and I have them and Michael Tutongi from Verisco, and I have them again and again and again and again. So I do. So I I focus on projects and people that I like, yeah, rather than do daily news and stuff and or cover everything. Yep. No, I think that's the right way to be. You got to enjoy what it you just, do. It, yeah, it just fits me. But yep. you be you, everyone else be everywhere. Well, look, you can only be you because everyone else has already taken, Rich. So lucky you're yeah. on that. <laughs> That's right. I don't think. Well, yes. look, ladies and gentlemen, this is Crypto Rich. Guys, get across his YouTube channel. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, mate. I appreciate your time. I look forward mm-hmm. to uh, keeping in contact. Great. Craig, thank you so much. Cheers, thank mate. you. And All bye. the best. Bye-bye. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products, and tools can be found at tradercobb.com because experience matters.